If you're new to the show, I'm going to go over a few things you might want to know. If you want to reach me, you can just shoot me an email at info at talkwithfrancesca.com. And if you miss part of the show, you can hop on over to my iTunes page, where you can also listen to hundreds of other episodes of Talk with Francesca. My web address is talkwithfrancesca.com for all sorts of information. All right. Wear your mask. Yes, that's right. Kate McCarthy of Kate's Masks has so generously donated 10 masks to you, my awesome listeners. So send me an email quickly if you want one because they will go fast. She's on Facebook at Kate's Masks at Keep Me Healthy 20. And they are oh so stylish. I mean, they just, they go on and on. They're so beautiful. She sent them to me and I... You better hurry up and email me because I want to wear them all. Um, and if you don't get one through me, you can purchase one through Kate, again, at Kate's Masks at Keep Me Healthy 20 uh, for 5 bucks only and $3 for postage. All right. Looking for a delicious housewarming gift for your socially distant holiday gathering? Well, look no further. McSweets has the most decadent candy imaginable. Uh, I brought some into the station today and uh, giving them away. And one of the uh, radio hosts said, wait a minute, get this away from me. This is like crack. (laughs) It is, I mean, really, it is the most amazing candy. Uh, So hurry up and email me uh, at info at talkwithfrancesca.com to get your jar and the first five listeners will get some yummy candy. Make sure you put that yummy candy in the subject subject line. All right, giveaways, giveaways, giveaways. Well, it's that time of year, right? And that's not all I have to give away. I'm giving away a $15 gift card to the Casual Cup or for the Casual Cup in Braintree. It is this adorable coffee shop that has more coffee flavors than you could possibly imagine, and so much more. And next week, I'm also going to be giving away another gift certificate there so you can see for yourself what a great spot it is. And they also have free internet. Uh, My favorite there is raspberry ginger tea. Yes, that's right, raspberry ginger tea. It is delicious. I can't tell you how tasty it is, and everything there is super super healthy, and we all need that. All right, so enough giveaways for now. Hop on your computer to get yours. Should you cancel your holiday gatherings this year because of COVID? Well, I guess it depends on who you're asking. The holidays are here. But with the ongoing coronavirus pandemic, your plans may look a lot different than usual. Factors like travel complications, susceptible family members, then there'll be plenty of rethinking the plans and possibly canceling them altogether, adding more anguish to a period that I think already is filled with 
immense stress. So tonight we'll be discussing how to make hard choices and deal with pushy relatives during this season. My guest, Mary Hayes Greco, is the author of Unconditional Forgiveness. Yes, we could all use some of that this time of the year. And she is also the director of the Midwest Institute for Forgiveness, training in Minneapolis. For 30 years, Mary's been teaching the general public and mental health professionals her eight-step method of forgiveness, and her work has taken her all the way around the world. You can learn more about this reliable approach to emotional healing at forgivenesstraining.com. So big welcome to you, Mary, and thanks for joining us on Talk with Francesca this evening. I'm delighted to be here, Francesca. So, Mary, how do we deal with the seemingly seemingly endless fallout from the COVID-19 pandemic as the holidays approach? <laughs> yeah, well, I know. What a loaded question. Yeah. Yeah. That's the key there, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> it is seemingly endless, but in fact, it probably will end. I mean, we know it will eventually end. All the plagues, all the pandemics that have mm. crossed the planet over centuries have all ended. It just seems so endless. Mm-hmm. And I think for starters, I think we have to tell us, it's just this year. It's just this year. I have to cancel Thanksgiving, and I have to really, really change Christmas. And it's just now, and I can handle it. I can do this. And uh, it's, it's painful. I, I you know, our, my family, we decided to cancel Thanksgiving, I don't know, three weeks ahead of time when it looked like, okay, these numbers are not going down. They're mm-hmm. racing up, mm-hmm. and our governor is saying, don't do it, guys. Mm-hmm. So we all said, all right, we're calling it. And everybody was sad for about two days. And then we all had these tiny little Thanksgivings in our homes <laughs> and texted all night. And, you know, it was okay. We got through it. It was, it did not feel like Thanksgiving, I have oh, to no. say, because I'm usually in a crowd of like 18 people and, right. you know, lots, all the hoopla. But uh, it was nice anyway. So, well, there was uh, a, yeah. Well, you know, it's funny because I was talking to a friend on the way to the station. He was very funny. He said, what? There is probably a number of people out there that are probably thrilled that they don't have to deal with some of their family members during this season. But I don't know about that. But anyway, so that would be that'll be interesting as we move along through the show. We could talk about uh, family members and family stress during the holiday season, right? right? There's so, always that somebody. That's somebody that you think, oh, dear, I'm going to see them. Yeah, oh, okay, exactly, okay. exactly. But why do you think holidays are so stressful anyway? I think they're stressful every year, uh, whether we're in a pandemic or, or not. Sure, yeah. Um, I, think, I think stressful because there's something kind of, you know, mythic about them, bringing up issues around home and family. Mm-hmm. And uh, what, you know, what do we believe about life and belonging and, and all of that? And we have all these movies and stories about unconditional love and about people who were lonely and then they weren't and uh, a little miracles happening. And I, I just think it brings up some spiritual angst for mm-hmm. a lot of people and uh, a sense of... Uh, this is not what I thought you know, about my family, my family life, or my life. Uh, it just brings up some wistful um, longings and uh, disappointed expectations um, for people. And then for other people, there's really a lot of uh, 
pressure around traditions. Like you have to go to this concert. You have to do this. You have to not do that. You have to, you know, it's like pressures. You have to do things that you're not into. You have to go see people that you don't quite relate to. Uh, so there's a, and I find at, at this time of year, winter time, I want to just be quiet and read a book. You know, <laughs> I'm to read a book by the fire, and I don't want to go, 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 go to all these things. So uh, there's also that sense of like, ah, but what do I want for this Christmas holiday? What do, what would be actually mean something for me? So lots of issues come up at this time of year for lots of people, and uh, I think it's a good one to sort of take take some time to sort of wrestle to the ground one of these years and figure out, you know, how do I make this really pleasant for me, mm-hmm. and what am I willing to extend myself to for my family even though i'm not that into it or you know uh what how am i going to have have this be mine right well i think part of the problem is if i dare say so is that um so many of us i know that it used to be this way for me too that um it would be the holidays and i would immediately turn into that five-year-old kid no matter how much work i had done i was like i was like you know it's like uh, one of my favorite uh catherine hepburn always said therapy is great until you're in the thick of things right so it is like you start acting like this person, and then you're like, what, who is she? Where did Wait she come man. from? Yes, you know, I it's have like, regressed. I have regressed uh-huh. to my worst version of myself because I was in the room too long with my brother. And for some reason, when I'm with my brother, this, uh, you know, whiny, bratty part of me comes out, and I feel full of, of rebellion and resentment. And I, I didn't feel that way yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, it's really baffling how... how uh, the family systems have such strong, you know, magnetism that people start kind of acting like their old self unless they've uh, done some some real work and practice with each other, you know, trying to break those old dynamics. I think one of the most interesting things, I, I actually was trained in internal family systems and years ago, and it was really interesting that, you know, if, if you can just look at it as that is a part of me, not all of me, but one part of me. It's rather than like, I acted like this and oh, I'm such a jerk and oh, I'm horrible. And it's like, you, it's all encompassing. Just like, well, that part of me came up because, you know, right. Or, right? I, so I really, I love that. So uh, I do too. And I think it's really helpful to have a little bit of sense of theater and a little bit of sense of humor about these parts of us. Mm-hmm. So for instance, in my family, I'm the oldest of eight. And our family was pretty stressed while we were um, growing up. So I was kind of like mommy number two. Mm. And so I developed a part of me that we affectionately call Miss Bossy. And, you know, she's just uh, the part of me that just feels like I have to lead all the time and protect everybody and boss people around and, and uh, you know, be in everyone's business and make sure that the group is behaving. It's a really old behavior, like kind of like I was sort of like a sheepdog, you know, mm-hmm. a herd dog with a bunch of sheep trying to keep everything in, in place. And over the years, uh, people would be resentful to me. They'd be like, God, Mary, you know. <clears throat> and then I started realizing this is a part of me. I can give her a name, and I can ham it up a little bit, and I can be light with it. And I can say, oops, sorry, that was Miss Bossy. Sorry, guys. <laughs> that was my evil Ms. twin. <laughs> right, your evil right. twin, right? She's not evil. She's just, you know, she was doing her best. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. You know, she grew good, up for, good for you. Good, ca- good catch on that, Mary. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so, you know, what is it about family interactions that 
inevitably lead to conflict and stress? Or I guess I should say, does it need to be inevitable? Well, um, I think our family is our lifelong classroom. Our family is our people for a lifetime, and we are going to be learning lessons with them. If we're willing, we're going to be learning lessons from them our whole life, lessons around love and loyalty and patience and tolerance and forgiveness and boundaries in some cases. There are Mm. some we actually have to draw a line with and say, no, I can't do you. I just can't. You're too mean. You know, you're... I. Don't, I'm not going to hang out with you. You know, they're still your family, but you get to say no to mm-hmm. some people. So, and I think, I think that the reason there's so much unevenness in families is that there's unevenness in maturity levels in people. You know, you, you get you get ten people from anywhere, and some of them are more mature than others emotionally. Some of them are more spiritually oriented and kinder than others. Some of them. Are, uh, they have different values from each other, different different politics, different uh, worldviews. And so uh, we have these, these expectations, basically, kind of quietly all the time, that people think like us and that people understand like us and that people approach things like us. Right. And then you're in a room with somebody who's like, wow, really? You are approaching this like this? You think that? What? And we're just shocked because we have these assumptions that people are have the same kind of consciousness that we do, and we don't. And that's where, in forgiveness, we're in, always in the business of letting go of expectations of how someone or something should be, to be able to love it as it is, mm-hmm. to love them as they are. And so for some people, you have to let go of expectations that you would have anything in common. Yes! <laughs> and, and be open. Yeah. Be yeah. open to the moment of discovery when you find that one thing in common, and wow, that's a great moment. Yeah. <laughs> well, that you know, though some people, some families actually enjoy arguing passionately amongst themselves. You know, um, so that could be yeah. a pro- that, I suppose that could be a problem. But we will discuss that. Well, that's a cultural thing too. My, my husband is a, an a, Italian New Yorker, and, and I'm a, um, Irish of Irish background. And when I first met his family. I could not believe the volume, the volume, <laughs> and, the, and the yelling over each other and the shouting, what's the matter with you? And, oh, you know, yeah, yeah. I well, could not believe it. Oh, and it was funny. just normal. normal for that us. was just normal. I know. I, I grew up in that environment, too. I, had, I come from an Italian family. But anyway, we do need to take a short break. Uh, listeners, don't go anywhere. Don't touch that dial. More to come. Francesca Luca, and you're listening to Talk with Francesca on 95.9 WATD. Noticing fine lines and wrinkles? Skin laxity or stubborn areas of fat that just won't budge despite your efforts? How about increased anxiety and fatigue? What is your body trying to tell you? With the power of Powell, you'll be able to get to the root of the aging process and back to the best version of you. Jennifer Powell offers Botox, Sculptra, skin resurfacing treatments, volume restoration, laser hair removal, body contouring, skin tightening, nutrient IV hydration, and more. Visit her new location at 222 Webster Street in Hanover, just off Route 3. Call 781-421-6544 or visit JLP. 
rn.com today to schedule your consultation. Jennifer and her team of specialists look forward to helping you understand your beauty from within. It's vital for dogs of all ages to have an understanding of socially acceptable behavior. And the folks at A Fox and Hound Harborside understand just that. The dedicated staff is well-trained in a variety of services to enrich your pooch's well-being. A Fox and Hound Harborside offers puppy socialization and enrichment programs to help your new furry friend learn commands and leash behavior. Located on Lincoln Street in Hingham, call 781-385-7369 today. A Fox Fox and Hound Harborside, where dogs go to find their direction. The Casual Cup, located at 911 Washington Street in Braintree, is a must visit. With a sense of community in this busy season, you can expect to feel relaxed after a specialty coffee, a healthy breakfast or lunch. Everything is homemade and served with love from the super friendly staff. It's a must-go to stop for a quick bite or a casual meal with a friend, just to catch up. My personal favorite? Homemade natural raspberry ginger tea. Pull out your computer if you feel like hanging for a while. And try one of the many made-from-scratch delicious foods. Visit them at thecasualcupcafe.com. Hey, this is James Woods, and you are listening to Talk with Francesca. On 95.9 WATD. And we are back, and I'm speaking with Mary Greco. She is the author of Unconditional Forgiveness and is also the director of the Midwest Institute for Forgiveness Training in Minneapolis. And we haven't gotten to forgiveness yet, but we certainly are going to soon. So welcome back, Mary. Hi. So, okay, well then, um, these families that love to argue passionately amongst themselves, um, but the, the uh, arguments don't end well, what can we do to tamp down that level of conflict? Hmm. Well, I think uh, some families you could talk about it ahead of time. Uh, some families you can't because they just can't process anything. Um, I think one of the things that I found useful in just in learning how to have a good fight in with my husband, for instance, is we agreed that it's okay for somebody to yell and to wave their hands in the air and to say, I'm so upset, I'm so mad, I'm so worried, et cetera. But we weren't allowed to call anyone names. Mm. You just can't do that. We're not, And we're not allowed to judge each other's character. So... Uh, I know that um, one of my sisters is making an effort in that regard with her family because they had people, they had four young people and two and two on the different uh, sides of the political divide. And so, okay, that was uh, touchy, and they're all home, cold. <laughs> and uh, um, my it's okay to disagree and argue, but we're going to have name-calling, and we're not going to have judging each other's characters about this. We can talk about policy, fine to talk about policy and disagree about policy. That's fine, you know, but go into endless, endless tirades around personality. Uh, just don't, don't go there. It goes, it, it's just a rabbit hole you fall down and never get out of. So she kind of made a rule in her family that um, and then then at a certain point we say oh, okay let's stop and refocus so they you know that's pretty healthy family and they were everyone um, went along with her program 
So um, that would be one approach, I guess. And then um, I guess the other one is, uh, you know, some people are really good at just holding the attitude of goodwill towards all, you know, like having a good attitude towards everybody, seeing the good in everybody, just being calm and breathing and smiling in the space and making a little safe corner where it's just not blowing up all over the place. And um, I know that my, my husband had a, a great line in, in one uh, circumstance where he was, he met somebody and he just knew because the person was dropping hints about their politics and kind of like trying to start up a conversation. Mm-hmm. And he was on the opposite side. He just knew this isn't going to really go great. So he just smiled and said, you know, I don't know who's going to win this election. I don't know who you're voting for. I just wish the best for all of us. <laughs> he said it with this innocent gusto. And what could the person say? Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Right. Okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> nip that in the bud. Exactly. Well, you know, there's two, you know, what comes to my mind is that um, there are topics that seem, um, may seem innocuous to one. Um, but you might upset someone else. And, you know, you might think you're showing a polite interest. But, you know, some some questions can rub a person the wrong way. I know for one thing, because I'm in radio and I've always been a curious person, I tend to ask a lot of questions. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, sometimes I'll have to pull back and remember, you know, you, you kind of, it can come across as either nosy or um, just that makes a person feel uncomfortable, you know, and, um, you know, I mean, some questions are so obvious. I mean, I, I just, when people say, so, you know, to someone, so do you have a girlfriend yet? You know, my sister always asks my, nep- right. my nephew that, and you could just see him squirming, you know, uh, or right. when are you going to get right. married and start a family? Or didn't you quit smoking? How come you going outside and having a smoke, right? Or can you afford right. that when you're going to, you know, when are you going to get a real job, right? All those kinds of things, you, you know, instead of showing um, an interest that way, more open-ended questions, you know, might be more like, what are you up to these days or what's keeping you busy, right? And um, a lot of people, they, they it's almost like they just kind of needle people into being triggered, you know? It's like the, mm-hmm. right? And um, right. I'm curious what your thoughts are on that. Well, um, I think when you're in uh, mixed family groups like that, in a way, you have to know that there's some individuals you can have deep and meaningful conversations with and personal ones and others who you can't. It's not going to actually be very safe or comfortable or fruitful or whatever. And you have to like look, kind of have this low bar for common ground mm. with everybody where where you're like okay let's all enjoy the children wow this soup is amazing this year what did you put in it this year oh yeah and and, and keep it really superficial you know what's on tv oh that's funny uh you know uh because you can't have those rich conversations with everybody mm. maybe you can pull off into a corner with a, a person or two and say so how are you really you know how What's it going? Are you still with so-and-so? And you do it kindly, and, you know, it, it's, it's a good thing. But um, I, 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 thought, I have a little formula in, um, with, uh, when I get together for a short while with my granddaughters because I, I really want to have a decent conversation, but we only have, you know, half an hour or something. And so we call it, what's your joy, what's your challenge? And we've all learned how to, like, ask each other, hey, so what's good, what, what's, what's, what are you enjoying today, this week? 
and um, oh, you know, I talked to my friend Rose, and it was so fun, and whatever. Uh, or and what's your challenge? What's 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 hard for you this week? What are you stepping up to? Oh, I've got to finish this paper, and I I really tired, and I don't want to do it. So we found this just kind of simple formula for talking uh, in a meaningful way to family members. So it's kind of open ended. They can be as as deep or as shallow as they want, but like, what's good and what's, you know, what's your challenge? So let's, uh, great, I think that's great. Um, so let's talk a little bit about um, forgiveness since that's where your uh, expertise lies. And, um, you know, I mean, because there are, um, you know, there there's arguments and then there are arguments, you know? I mean, mm-hmm. it's one thing you know, to, you know, be a little miffed or a little triggered. Um, and then, the, you know, some, some uh, you know, fe- uh, hurt feelings can run very, very deep. And, right. um, and, and these can be wounding, uh, and they can also be reverberating off of old wounds. That's right. And, you know, it was funny because I was having a conversation with my friend about just this yesterday. We were having a cup of coffee and I said, I'm going to be interviewing this woman. And, um, you know, he said something that I thought was really very interesting. And it's like, well, what about the person who has, you know, their their family or parents or a sibling or whatever have just made their lives absolute miserable. I mean, like that have been, you know, abused or whatever. And I mean, how do you find, why would you want to even connect with those people, let alone, um, you know, find, you know, a comfortable ground to hang with them? And, and certainly why would you forgive them and uh you know i thought that was interesting it reminded me of uh, many 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 years ago uh, now um i interviewed um a twin who had lost her brother in the twin towers um her twin oh. her twin brother and i remember asking her about forgiveness in the very end and she said no 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 not in this case you know and um you know, and, and again, that was obviously a very, very long time ago, but it, you know, it really resonated with me. I mean, there are times when, you know, I mean, there are, I can see why people would just not want to forgive, um, you know, some really harsh behaviors and some things that have really um, gone wrong. And I'm curious what your, your thoughts are on that or what you would recommend to those people. Because I, I'm certain that there's a, a number of people that forget about the COVID. They're, those are the people that are probably thrilled that they don't have to be with those relatives. So what would you say, sure. what would you say about a, that? It's natural. It's a, it's a boundary that's being enforced by the social situation. They go, oh, good, thank God, I don't have to go be with them. I can be separate over here. Um, the thing that um, there's a lot of misunderstanding around forgiveness, and one of the big misunderstandings is that we do it for ourselves. Mm-hmm. We do it so that we can be um, happy again, so we can be at peace, so we can have all of our energy at our disposal, and we don't have a piece of it wrapped up in this sad, tragic story. And, in fact, uh, forgiveness is, it doesn't really have to do with the intensity of the, the wrong, the offense. It It's you know, it's the same thing, whether it's a little tiny thing or a big horrible um, atrocity, is you need to be able to move on in life and um, and be happy. So, um, but in terms of the, the social situation with family, it's like, gosh, you know, yeah, your brother's going to be there, the one that used to beat you up. 
your father, you know, and, and you haven't talked to your father for years because he's sexually abused you. This is heavy-duty stuff. Yeah, exactly. People have, yeah. people have the right to not show up to these people. People have the right to say, no, uh, I... I can't do you, you know, um, I'm going to find my own other self-made family because I have to do that out of respect for myself. But then you also have families that are trying to heal and trying to recover from dysfunction. And it's important that everyone keeps trying to show up, even though it's awkward or difficult. And um, so this is where I find, uh, you know, small doses (laughs) and the right situation. Uh, you, you can't you can't show if you're really tense around your family. You don't want to be in in that house for eight hours. Right. You know something is going to get very uncomfortable and awkward, and you know it won't. So you show up for two hours. And you show up with your very best self, and you you try to see the good in people, mm-hmm. and you try to say a few good things about people and the family, and you try to appreciate what's there on the table. So um, the the key is is seeing the good. And find, look, finding the common joy and pleasure and releasing your expectations and having boundaries about how much you can handle. That's, yeah, you know, something, yeah, and you have um, sort of universal laws around forgiveness. Is that right? Because there are like seven, uh, or, seven or eight or? Uh, well, it's, it's, there are steps. It's a method. It's steps to how it's done. Uh-huh. So forgiveness in another set of words is letting go. How okay. do you let go? Okay, wait, wait, well, wait, wait, wait. You, you wait, let go oh. by doing these eight things. <laughs> okay, wait, 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 wait. Because I can tell this is going to be a, a, a long one here, and I want to make sure that we, we don't break it up with a, with a break. So let's take a break first, and then we will go to that. So listeners, stay okay. with us here. We've got some juicy stuff coming right up. This is life, don't listen. I'm Francesca Luca, and you're listening to Talk with Francesca on 95.9 WATD. Your pets are family. Take your dog to the Dog's Den in Pembroke. Your furry friend will go from smelling crummy to yummy because Leah at the Dog's Den really cares. Whatever your pet's needs are, from dematting to extra scissoring, the Dog's Den in Pembroke has your furry friends covered. So call the Dog's Den today at 781-826-7008 or visit thedogsdengrooming.com. Tides is beachside dining at its best, all year round. Located at the end of the Nahant Causeway, directly on Nahant Beach, the ocean views from the dining room in the pub can't be beat. Tides specializes in casual dining with food that's delicious, not pretentious. On a warm day, enjoy a frosty pint at their bar or their sun-drenched deck on Nahant Beach. Or enjoy an incredible meal in their dining room anytime. Tides guarantees you great atmosphere with superior service. The menu at Tides is full of fresh, high-quality seafood, prime rib, chicken, pasta, and pizza that everyone will love. Check out the drink menu at Tides for fun cocktails, 30 ice-cold beers on tap, and their well-rounded wine list with state-of-the-art tap wines. Tides is unbeatable anytime, summer or winter, lunch or dinner, rain or shine. Visit TidesNahant.com. 
Max Sweets Gourmet in Braintree offers a variety of delights that bring a smile to your face and make your day just a little bit brighter. Max Sweets Gourmet specializes in gourmet toffees like chocolate almond, gingerbread pecan, powdered pecan, and sprinkled toffee with no nuts. They also specialize in peanut brittle and nutritious, delicious granola. All of their items are at the local farmer's market, but you can order your favorites directly by finding Max Sweets Gourmet on Facebook or calling 781-820-2818. That's 781-820-2818. I'm Francesca Luca, and you're listening to Talk with Francesca on 95.9 WATD. And we are back, and we are about to start talking with Mary Gecko about forgiveness. But before we do, you know, there's, Mary, I was thinking, you know, uh, during the break, I mean, there's definitely a big difference between, you know, I remember so, so many years ago, just never forgot it. I had met a guy, he was married and divorced, and as it turned out, his father had had an affair with his wife, who then he got divorced, and then the father married his wife. I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how anybody could ever forgive that, you know. Um, I mean, there's a big difference. I, I You know, then there's you know simple things that I think are easy to forgive. I remember um, I had been recently married and, and uh, didn't realize how um, my mother-in-law, well, her the whole entire family were so enmeshed in uh, in tradition and their way of doing the holiday. And I wanted to have um, Christmas this particular year at my home and serve a prime rib. You would have thought my mother-in-law acted, she acted like I was taking away her firstborn. Um, well, <laughs> well, actually, she probably always felt that way anyway. <laughs> okay, but anyway, so I mean, there's one thing to play a part in the tradition, um, because for some people, you know, it's very, very important, um, you know, it, but it's another thing, you know, it's like, why does, why do they always have to have that same orange yellow mold, you know, or why can't we have, you know, something different in the same, because, you know, I mean, in an Italian family, I grew up with all those same, you know, oh, here we go again, you know, um, with the same foods all the time, but I mean, that's kind of like nothing stuff, you know what I mean? That's like just more like, right, that's irritation stuff, but when you get into, you know, like really serious wounds, um, so let's talk about your your program and you know how I mean I would be curious because I know there's a you know I'm sure there are a number many listeners out there unfortunately that are carrying around these really tough old wounds and um, how might you recommend that they they you know I mean I know that you forgive because you want to have joy in your own life but then you're saying um, you know you shouldn't show up because they're too mean so what you forgive but you don't forget is that what you're saying oh that's a good you forgive and remember ah you forgive and remember remember okay yeah you want to forgive meaning let go of your expectations of how you thought it should have been so that you can move on into the present and the future but remember who somebody is and remember what you learned about them and you know work with that realistically into the future so, in, in, so, for instance, in the case with your mother-in-law, wow, okay, that's hardwired. She is not going to let go of her traditional uh, expectation of what we do at Christmas. But then you, Francesca, have to come up with, 
well, how am I going to have my Christmas? How am I going to how am I going to show up to this absolutely lockstep situation because it's part of this family? Right. And maybe I'm going to make prime rib with for four dear friends uh, for New Year's, right. or I'm going to you know uh, yeah. do something yeah. special oh, that yeah. makes me feel like I did my Christmas. Oh yeah, so and and I do, I, yeah, and I do consider that kind of stuff minor. I mean, it's just yeah. you know, I don't I don't that even consider minor. that That's doesn't even stuff. Yeah, the big stuff, though. Yeah. Here's the big stuff. So so big stuff in family, like you've got an old wound with uh, your brother or your sister, and it's like a sore. And every time you see each other, it's like you're both stepping on a stone in your shoe. You can do what I call preemptive forgiveness, which is you know what's going to come up. You know how you're going to feel. You know how you're going to want to judge each other. Weeks ahead of time, you can sit right down study up my eight steps to freedom on forgivenesstraining.com and do some forgiveness on Saturday morning at your house with nobody watching and get this out of your system so that when you go to this this meal, you're actually in a, a neutral place. You're actually going there and that stone is not in your shoe and the dynamics are immediately starting to shift towards the better. It's, it's amazing how that works. So that would be one thing to think about as you approach holidays and like, oh, my relationship. Uh, you could preemptively do some healing work around why you don't like this person. And the thing is, you get to, you get to dislike somebody and you get to think that what they do is wrong and bad and, and whatever, but you don't want it to block your sense of goodwill towards them or anybody. So that's, that's one thought. But then if you know you have a really huge issue that is really limiting you in your life, it's time, and you're tired of it, you're sick of it, it's time to bring yourself to forgiveness and find out what is forgiveness and how do you do it. And what forgiveness is, is letting go of expectations that are causing you to suffer. And how do you let go of those expectations? By doing these eight steps which works the issue out of your system. Well, let's, let's, talk, let's talk about those a little bit. Okay. Um, these, these make sense. None of these are hard. They, they just, this is kind of a natural healing process that your psyche would go through if you allowed it to. So um, it's, it makes sense, right? First thing is you've got to decide. Step one, I'm going to decide to let this go. I'm going to decide to forgive this person and be in a better uh, connection with them. Step one, check. Step two, in a private place for, you know, it's kind of like about 20 minutes a lot of the time, you're going to stick a chair out in front of you and pretend the person's sitting in there and let them have it. Tell them your emotional truth. You know what? I actually hate you because, you know, and when you do this, it makes me so mad, and I wish I never had to see you again, and, and I really hate the way you do this. You just get your feelings out just raw the way they are, and it doesn't take that long. It's Like I said, it's like 15 or 20 minutes usually. Maybe you're crying. Maybe you're stomping your foot. Maybe you're accusing them and saying, I wish I never had to see you again, blah, blah, blah. You get that out, and at a certain point, you go, oh, okay. Hmm, that's done. And you move to step three, which is where you, you name what it is you wish was true, and then you let it go. You know what? I would really prefer that you were an easygoing person, but you're not. And I am not going to be tense around you anymore. I release my expectation that you are easygoing. And you just pause for a minute and just kind of let that expectation uh, it just kind of melts out of you. You know, it just works if you've gotten your feelings out enough ahead of time. And then step four, you're going to reset your boundary and say, hey, this is you, this is me, 
I'm pretending I've got a bubble of light around me that's just me and my energy and my life, and you're over there, and um, I'm, I don't have all of you, all of your actions and attitudes, you know, swirling around by my head. You're over there. So you've got your boundary back. And then, step five, you're going to open up to life in a new way. You're going to open up and say, okay, and I'm opening up to a new day, a new way, I'm opening up to get everything I need to uh, be in a new attitude and experience with this person. And then you go to step six where we, we visualize that you have a source of healing, your soul, we'll say, a source of healing like a nice sun shining over your head. And we imagine you can just bring love and light down into your whole system. You could take a little shower in your mind, in your body, in your heart, until you feel kind of full and empty at the same time. It's very pleasant. And then you move on to the next step, and you send them some goodwill, some unconditional love. I like to pretend I hold my hands out like a blessing, and I pretend I'm sending a big beam of sunshine over to this person and saying, okay, I send you this love just the way you are. I'm letting you go, let to be just who you are, and I'm letting my go, myself go to be me. And you just kind of send this goodwill and then release, release them to be themselves. And at the end, you you pause and you think of a few good things about that person, or a few good things about the situation, and that's where you rest your mind into the future. And this just works it out of your craw. It works it works the issue out of your system, so you're not reactive anymore. So you're able to be comfortable in your own space around this person into the future, and you're able to see some good in them and find some harmony. Even though, even though you'll never be each other's favorite person, you find a way of living in harmony. Oh, yeah. And what about those people who hold grudges? Uh, you mean uh, grudges against you? What do you and, do about them? Oh, anybody. I mean, what? No, 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 no. Just if you, what if you're one of those people like that are Oh, if you're a grudge holder. I know. I'm a grudge holder. That's why I think, you know, I, I needed to like learn how to do forgiveness. I'd be dead of cancer by now. I had so many uh, grudges, grudges <laughs> and tendency to hate people. It's in my personality to do that. So I don't know. You can do that. We're free. We're all, we're all free people. We can choose to be grudge holders or we can choose to, uh, you know, find our better angels and walk on higher ground and uh, have more ease and relaxation. It hurts us. It hurts us to hold a grudge. It hurts, mm. you, it hurts your stomach. It hurts your heart. It hurts your, your shoulders, your head. I mean, it physically costs you. There are now thousands of studies that are no, showing sure. yeah. that holding on to resentments cause disease. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. But, you know, it's like I, I think that probably... You know, my guess is that those who do hold on to a grudge, it's because they're trying to protect themselves from being hurt. Isn't that what's underneath all that? Uh, yeah, I think so. I think sometimes people feel like I need a wall around me in terms of this person or in terms of the situation. And what they don't understand is what they need is a boundary. And that's different. That's different. A wall keeps everything out. It keeps out joy and possibilities and abundance and everything out but if you have a boundary that's an intelligent uh part of you that just lets in the good stuff and keeps out stuff that isn't good for you and what i find it's kind of counterintuitive when you do forgiveness your boundary gets stronger and you actually can be open-hearted in a situation and yet still be saying no 
It's amazing. It's mm-hmm. absolutely amazing. Whereas if you have a wall, all people see is your defensiveness, and they kind of want to poke at it. They kind of want to tear it down. Right. It's like invites more of itself. So it's counterintuitive. A lot, of, a lot of things about forgiveness is is counterintuitive, and you really have to educate yourself about how it works and why it's for you. And um, I just really encourage people to embrace it as a new health habit. It's just like exercise and drinking water and eating your fruits and vegetables and communicating with your spouse. Forgiveness is like this. this Brushing uh, your teeth, flossing your brushing teeth. Brushing your right? teeth, flossing <laughs> your teeth. It's, like, it's a health habit. Right. It's a right. health habit, and it's, it's really a public health issue when you think about all the toxicity that's in the air these days. Right. Right. It's really a public health issue. We do need to take a short break, but when we come back, I'd like to talk about um, family gatherings that bring out competition, you know, often between, uh, you know, siblings, whether it's coming across, you know, in in personal achievements, gifts, you know, uh, Carol is engaged, are you seeing someone, so-and-so was vice president, and and how you really deal with that, especially with those people, uh, um, family members that trigger you in the first place. So listeners, don't go anywhere. We will be right back. This is life, don't listen. This is Talk with Francesca. I'm Francesca Luca. We'll talk more in just a bit on 95.9 WATD. Noticing fine lines and wrinkles? Skin laxity or stubborn areas of fat that just won't budge despite your efforts? How about increased anxiety and fatigue? What is your body trying to tell you? With the power of Powell, you'll be able to get to the root of the aging process and back to the best version of you. Jennifer Powell offers Botox, Sculptra, skin resurfacing treatments, volume restoration, laser hair removal, body contouring, skin tightening, nutrient IV hydration, and more. Visit her new location at 222 Webster Street in Hanover, just off Route 3. Call 781-421-6544 or visit jlprn.com today to schedule your consultation. Jennifer and her team of specialists look forward to helping you understand your beauty from within. New England winters can wreak havoc on our vehicles. Sometimes it's just not enough to wash and vacuum them. Sometimes a full detailing is in order. Do you remember the last time your vehicle was in such pristine condition? Remember how you felt? It's time to get that feeling back again. A full detailing from Holmes Auto Detailing can get you back in the driver's seat. Call Holmes Auto Detailing at 781-871-0807, 781-871-0807. Their gift certificates and remote starters make any car cozy in the winter. Holmes Auto Detailing, 2110 Washington Street in Hanover. Your pets are family. Take your dog to the Dog's Den in Pembroke. Your furry friend will go from smelling crummy to yummy because Leah at the Dog's Den really cares. Whatever your pet's needs are, from dematting to extra scissoring, the Dog's Den in Pembroke has your furry friends covered. So call the Dog's Den today at 781-826-7008 or visit thedogsdengrooming.com. Now for more talk with Francesca on 95.9 WATD. All right, we are back and we are talking about forgiveness now as the 
the holiday we are in the midst of the holiday season and how difficult it can actually be to sometimes be with uh, some of our family members um welcome back mary Hi there. So um, before we chat about that, I just want to remind our listeners um, of a couple of things. First of all, to wear your mask and uh, that Kate McCarthy of Kate's Masks has so generously donated 10 masks to you, my awesome listeners. So send me an email quickly if you want one. They'll go fast. She's on Facebook at Kate's Masks at Keep Me Healthy. 20 and they are super stylish if you don't get one of these masks because i've given them all away you can purchase one for five bucks and postage is just three and uh, mcsweets as you heard the commercial a, a little bit ago um if you want a delicious housewarming gift for your socially distant ho- holiday gathering um mcsweets has the most decadent candy imaginable hurry up and email me at info at talkwithfrancesca.com to get a jar the first five listeners will get some yummy candy so make sure you put that in the subject line yummy candy and last i'm giving away a 15 dollar gift card to the casual cup in braintree excuse me it's an adorable coffee shop that has more coffee flavors than you can possibly imagine and so much more so hop on your computers now all right so we want to get back to forgiveness mary but before we do there's um, you know so much competition you know i was watching um a documentary just the other night on uh, jackie o and um you know i i did not know and the person that i was watching this with this friend of mine we were discussing that you know she was always like the the you know the 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 revered sister she was her her younger sister was always in her shadow and you know it was always um, you know, very competitive, and and Jackie ended up actually marrying her sister's uh, past lover. So I don't know if you ever knew that story, but that was pretty like wow. That was pretty like, no. wow. Um, yeah, her her sister had had um, an affair with Onassis, and then you know they split, and then her sister married. But then Jackie ended up with him. So um, you know, there's there's some a sibling rivalry that can run very 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 deep. Um, and, um, and during family gatherings, gatherings, it can also pretty, you know, really bring out that competition. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, if, if you're the one on the side of sort of feeling that, you know, you're always having to sort of keep up with, um, you know, it's one thing to have to keep up with the Joneses. It's another thing to have to keep up with your big sister or your little sister or big brother, whatever it might be. Well, how would you recommend dealing with that? Uh, well, you know, you're right. Sibling issues are very complicated. They're very, very tricky because there's so much history you have back into early childhood when you were little toddlers and, and school-age kids. It's all the things, all the things you don't remember that are in that pot of stress and tension mm-hmm. from things that weren't resolved. So uh, it, it can feel really bafflingly difficult, uh, the, the sibling relationship. And then you get together in the family and like you said before, we have little parts of us coming out. So you have your sister with her little kid going, hey, look at me, look at me, look at me. I'm the best, I'm the best. You know, and you don't know what to do except to go, no, no, look at me, look at me. Right. <laughs> Those are like little kid parts of you. So um, I, I saw a, a client of mine succeed wonderfully with this one time, and I think it kind of addresses what we're talking about. She did what I call preemptive forgiveness towards her older sister who reliably in family gatherings uh, would 
just dominate the stage and just make everyone look at her about everything and, and be boasting about her, her money and her things and her kids or whatever, and, and subtly or not so subtly putting my client down, you know, and, and trying to be better than her. And so uh, my client and I had this session, a forgiveness session, where we, we pretended we would do a little psychodrama. We pretended we were at the, at the Thanksgiving table or whatever it was, and that she could, like, stand up and throw artichokes at her sister, <laughs> you know, and yell, you know, shut up! Just shut, shut up. up! Shut up! You know? Like, and really? she goes yelling at the top of her lungs, and we were throwing, I don't know what, soft things, the rare piece of artichokes, and, you know, shut up! I don't ever want to hear about you again! I hate you! You know, but, but then making... Then making some light of it, like, hey, everybody, look at Bethany. Isn't she amazing? Wow, Bethany, you're amazing. And just hamming it up. <laughs> we just hammed it up like crazy. And she laughed so hard during the session because we were just doing this outrageous stuff that when she uh, she released her expectations that her sister would be n- humble and normal and nice and uh, she would be the expectations that her sister <laughs> and would she be wouldn't be such a show she wouldn't be such a showboat yeah yeah and so when they went to the, the gathering which was like two or three weeks later it was remarkable she was not in the game with her sister her sister kept trying to like you know throw little triggers towards her way and she was just insulated she was sitting there kind of like i don't know i don't care you know and what happened was that in the end a couple of other family members noticed her sister's behavior and and talked to margo ahead of time on the side and said well you know bethany is kind of mean to you isn't she she keeps trying to get your goat and margo yeah she does she does do that like wow i never noticed that before but because margo had healed it and she'd gotten out of the hurt and out of the dynamic, and she kind of got into her power. Uh, it changed it, and, and her sister stopped doing it because it wasn't, you know, it wasn't giving her the same charge. You right. Do you think so. there's ever a time when um, that you can't, you just, you, you can forgive, but you just can't show up at all? It's just too emotionally painful. Yeah. I mean, do you I believe- think that's fine, or it's just not, it's just not good for you. It's just like really not good. Yeah, you want to always forgive. Because you want to be at peace in your space. But you can forgive and get a divorce. You can forgive and not show up. You can forgive and sue somebody in court. You know, the worldly action is different than the inner uh, healing part. Forgiveness is a healing thing for you. And then the the actions you take are separate. So um, that's that's okay. That's one of the things people don't understand is that you don't, by forgiving someone doesn't mean you need to restore a relationship with them or hang out with them. You can have no relationship or a nominal one, a real simple hi there sort of thing. Absolutely. Um, Mary, we just have about two minutes left and I hate to put you in a box, but um, is there anything that we haven't shared with our listening audience that you would like to share before we say goodbye? Uh, Yeah, I think, uh, I want kind of circling back around to the times that we're in. Uh, we're in this amazing classroom. We have holidays here. We have the post-election debris. We have the pandemic. We are all challenged to be our best or our worst. <laughs> it's up to us, you know, and I, I want to just um, lovingly challenge everybody listening to decide to come through this time, to come through this next year, having grown, having, uh, you know, accomplished some things inside yourself that you're proud of. And maybe that's forgiveness. Maybe that's forgiveness of some old issues. 
But, um, you know, uh, it's, this is our, our call. We're all going through it together. The whole world is going through this together. So this is our chance to uh, ask ourselves, well, what, who do I mean to be? Who do I mean to be? And to bring ourselves to the task of uh, being the best self that we can be. All right. Mary Greco, the author of Unconditional Forgiveness and the director of the Midwest Institute for Forgiveness Training in Minneapolis. You can check her out at ForgivenessTraining.com. Mary, it's been a pleasure. Thank you for all your golden nuggets. Have a wonderful holiday season. Thanks again for being with us on Talk with Francesca this evening. It was delightful. Thank you, Francesca. All right. We've got to wrap things up and say goodbye. Hope you enjoyed the show. If you missed part of the show, you can hop right on over to my iTunes page. See you next week, same time, same place. Make it a great week.